0: Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophoris. Today's guest wants to send people to the moon and cure chronic illness, you know, the little stuff. Tech billionaire Naveen John is used to setting and achieving big goals, and now he has a new book detailing how you can do the same. It's called Moonshots, Creating a World of Abundance. It is so great to have you here, Naveen. First of all, it's an honor and a pleasure to be in your presence. (laughs) You're buttering me up, okay, we'll take it, we'll take it. Uh, the book is, is great fun, uh, you share lots of advice with people who, uh, they don't have to be an entrepreneur to, to get a big takeaway from the book, but if someone were to come to you with sort of an outlandish, uh, outrageous goal, what would you say to them?
1: So first of all, um, your imagination is the only thing that limits you to what you can achieve. So if someone comes up with an audacious idea, it's not that their idea is audacious, it is, odd. you believe it's (laughs) audacious because you can't imagine that being possible. Mm -hmm. And that is really the difference in, uh, you know, when people talk about, can we replicate Silicon Valley? Mm -hmm. And somehow people think it's about having the venture community, having colleges, and somehow it can be replicated. What people really forget, it's about surrounding yourself with the people who believe in possibilities. So, for example, if I am an again I love New York our kids are here so I'm not going to say anything but let's assume I'm in New York and you go to someone and say hey we're thinking of building a mission to go to the moon and they say this guy has gotten nuts, and maybe he's taking drugs that we shouldn't be taking. <laughs> but this is a crazy idea, right? Uh-huh. Whereas you see the same thing in the Silicon Valley and say, hey, I'm thinking of starting a company to go to the moon. And the first question they ask is, hey, what kind of rocket have you been thinking, thinking of using? What kind of fuel are you thinking of? Hydrogen peroxide are you thinking about this? Where do you think you're going to be landing here? And have you thought about, you know, how are you going to be growing food here? Have you thought about really how are you going to be taking care of the radiation here? And, hey, do you know about this ion propulsion that that might be really cool? and they're coming up with a solution they already assume that you're going to do that and that's a mindset that allows people to do amazing things.
0: So do you say try to surround yourself around people who believe in you believe in your idea get the negativity out? Well it's not just your idea
1: people who believe in the possibilities start with the thing simple saying imagine if that world was possible what if it could be done and then you start the thought process which is very different so when you say let's go out and create a multi-planetary society and what if we could start by living on the moon and then we can go to Mars and Titan and Europa you don't say oh that will never work that can't be done because there's nothing that exists today that allows you to do that instead your thought process should be let's assume that is possible mm-hmm. what would it take to make that work and you say oh in that case we have to figure out how do we deal with very high radiation And then suddenly somebody would say, you know, we know there are bacterial organisms that are growing in the radioactive nuclear waste. That means somehow the nature has figured out how to protect its DNA from very, very high radiation. Mm. And just like the plants use photosynthesis, these organisms have figured out how to use radiation as a source of energy. Now, imagine if we can take the genes from those bacteria use CRISPR, which is a gene editing technology, to modify the human beings, and suddenly we are radiation resistant. Could that be possible? And people say, there's no reason that can't work.
0: Meaning that, if I hear you right, meaning that we could actually exist in a place where there is this radiation.
1: That's right, and better yet, instead of saying, how are we going to grow the food, you have to ask yourself a different question. Why do we need food? And people say, oh, because you need energy. Aha! That's a great question. What if radiation was a source of energy?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I'd be really skinny. Uh, but because then I wouldn't huh? need to be. I wouldn't need to eat. But the point Zaneen. is, imagine
1: you going out and saying, "Hey, honey, do you want to go out for a walk and get some radiation?" As opposed to going out for a walk and getting some New York pizza.
0: <laughs> now, you you gave the example of you know, say you have an idea that you want to go yeah. to the moon, but you actually have this idea and you created a company around it called Moon Express, yes. and you had to have people. On board, so to speak, with you, because getting to the moon takes a lot of money. So, how did you convince people that this was uh, something worth investing in? So, there's there's several
1: parts of the puzzle. First of all, the only people who can go out and disrupt something uh, is need to be someone who is not from the industry. So, one of the things I hear from people is like, "Well, I don't know anything about healthcare, so how am I going to go out and change the healthcare?" And my thought process goes, the minute you become an expert at anything, you become useless for that industry. (laughs) And the reason for that is, the best you can do is to make it 10% better or 15% better. Mm. But if you want to change something 10 times or 100 times, you have to reimagine and recreate the foundation of everything that experts have taken it for granted, right? So for example, going to the moon, and I'm gonna talk about healthcare in a bit here, Going to the moon, everyone thought you need to have these massive rockets that cost hundreds of billions, hundreds of millions of dollars to go there. And the first time when we landed on the moon, it cost us $10 billion. Mm -hmm. In today's dollar term, that would be $100 billion. Wow. And when we started the company, you know, we were absolutely convinced. Everyone thought that, hey, technology has really changed a lot, and maybe someone can go to the moon for a billion dollars now. We said, you know what? We could probably do it for $100 million. And we were thought we, th- we, th- we were absolutely crazy and optimistic. It turns out where we sit now, we're launching our mission to the moon next year. It is going to be under $10 million.
0: How did you do that?
1: Yeah, that's my point. So (laughs) when we thought we were being 10 times optimistic, we were actually 10 times pessimistic, Mm. and because, the technologies that we are using are all on the exponential curve, and once you hit the knee of the curve, suddenly the price performance changes, right? So we no longer you have to build, so Elon brought the cost of the rocket down from 200 million to 70 to 80 million. Mm-hmm. And we say, why would we only use that rocket? What if you can use a small rocket that can only take you to the low Earth orbit, and then you take off from there, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you've taken most of the gravity valve out, and by simply that change, we were able to use the rocket that cost us under five million dollars.
0: Where would the, uh, the second rocket, if you will, be sitting? Is it attached to the first rocket? Is it sitting there waiting no, for you?
1: It actually is a payload. So your payload, which is your lander, okay, itself takes off I from see. the low earth orbit. Right. And that changes the whole dynamics of how this is done. Mm -hmm. And that is what we did. And that means it allowed us to use a rocket that costs under $5 million. And by the way, think about the life we live in. You Mm. can go to a website, put this in the cart and say, check out. You know, when you can buy a rocket on a website, you know, life.
0: are you going to be carrying a, a, a payload up there? What's what, would, what will go up there on your amazing so, mission? So, again, remember, these are all step-by-step processes.
1: Ultimately, our goal is to create a multiplanetary society for a simple reason. All 7.4 billion of us are living on a single spacecraft. That is spacecraft we call planet Earth is flying in the space. Imagine if our spacecraft gets damaged.
0: Mm.
1: We get hit by a large asteroid. All 7.4 billion of us are going to be wiped out just like dinosaurs. So when everyone talks about and say, I'm really worried about our planet, that's the wrong thing to be worried about. This planet was totally fine after dinosaurs died. And I can assure you, this planet will be just fine after humans die. What am mm-hmm. I pointing to? It's good to be worried about the human species. Don't worry about this planet. This will be around for a so long time. So you want to time.
0: create an, a human colony? In, on on the moon
1: and the Mars and beyond. Because the thing is, even if the Mars is a better place to be, because you don't want to be in the cis lunar uh, thing anyway, but. The problems of living on the Mars are very similar to people living on the moon which is high radiation low gravity temperature difference right mm-hmm. why not learn to solve those problems while you are still close to earth that means you better to be is better to be a lunatic 3 days away than to be a Martian mm-hmm. 6 months away
0: <laughs> so are you working on uh, something that humans could could ingest that would uh, help them be, deal with the radiation on in these places so,
1: uh, ultimately they're going to be 10 different ways of solving that problem. Mm -hmm. Our first problem really needs to solve is how do we get to land on the moon safely yet again, even though we know we all did that 60 years ago, but the Mm -hmm. technologies have changed and the costs have to come down. Can we actually use the resources on the moon to live on the moon? That means can we use the water on the moon to be able to convert them into its ingredients, hydrogen and oxygen, so you have a rocket fuel and you also have a fuel for humanity? Can we also be able to use the regolith, the soil on the moon, to be able to create the habitat? Can we actually live on the lava tubes that are on the moon? And all that stuff has to be done. In the meantime, while we're doing that, can we start to help the humanity on Earth? can we bring helium-3, which is a isotope of helium that is the best fuel for fusion reactors? That means a small quantity of helium-3 could power this planet for generations to come. But by the way, this is just one of the moon shots. Now, people say, why go to the moon? Aren't there enough problems on planet Earth that you could be solving? And the answer is, given the choice, why not do both? (laughs) So it's not about this or this, you can do this and this, and which is exactly what I set out to do. So I started a second company, and this time, I took a challenge on something that I did not know. So I said, once you are actually getting ready to the moon and doing the moonshot,
0: mm-hmm. what
1: do you do for an encore? Right. Do another moonshot, <laughs> <laughs> and this time it was a symbolic moonshot. Mm-hmm. A symbolic moonshot is something that is audacious enough, and when if it is successful, could make a dent in the universe and improve the lives of billions of people on planet Earth.
0: And that is. And
1: there were two things I considered. One was could we fix education system Mm. or could we fix the healthcare system? And as I looked at both of them, it turns out the problems were very similar. Hmm. In a sense that in both cases, people believe the system is not working for them. In both cases, people believe the systems are broken. And it turns out neither of the system is actually broken they are both doing exactly what they were designed to do. Our needs today are very different than what the needs were there. So for example, education system was designed for the industrial era, where we needed to learn certain skills. and. As you learn those skills, you could use them for the rest of your life and we had a productive employed society. Now we live in this world of exponential technologies and that means it doesn't matter what skill you learn. By the time you graduate, the skill has become obsolete. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? The education system is no longer about teaching skills. It has to be learning to learn, learning to solve problems. And it turns out, the problems don't tend to be unidisciplinary, they tend to
0: be multidisciplinary. So to to that <sighs> end, you have uh, another startup yeah. uh, called, is it Viome? Yes. Uh, dedicated to healthcare. Yes. So tell us what, what you're doing there. Yeah. So again, uh, in the healthcare side, we looked at the stuff
1: and saying, this is the only industry, the more money we are spending every year, people are getting worse and worse. That means people are getting sicker and sicker the more money we spend. of our healthcare dollars are being spent on chronic diseases. Mm -hmm. These are the diseases we are not born with. This is the diseases we develop over time.
0: And so... Like diabetes, Alzheimer's. Like for example,
1: Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, diabetes, depression, obesity, autoimmune diseases, Mm -hmm. heart diseases, and cancer. Now, interesting thing is all these things that I mentioned, they are simply the symptoms. The symptoms of chronic inflammation. Mm-hmm. And the chronic inflammation happens when your gut is imbalanced. So now this was. Right, so you're
0: telling me it's all about diet, uh, well, not
1: So I'm going to come to in a second here. Okay. So basically, what our breakthrough was that we as humans have 40 trillion organisms that live inside a gut. I know you're going to be freaked out. 40 trillion. 40 trillion. So imagine there's seven billion people live on the planet Earth. Huh. If there are 5,000 different Earth out there, and you took all of those population, it lives inside one person's wow. gut. <laughs> that's crazy. And 99% of all the genes that are expressed in our body are not the ones that come from our mom and dad. Hmm. These are the microorganisms, bacteria, viruses, yeast, fungus, mold, and people are saying, "e." <laughs> and the point is, these are the ones that keep us healthy and alive. We are, So there's
0: good bacteria. There is good bacteria. Well,
1: these are all actually the whole good ecosystem is what we should be talking about. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the bacteria that's good or bad. It's the ecosystem together is good or bad. right? So right. you need all of them by the way. So it's not the bad bacteria are bad for you. Mm-hmm. Bad bacteria are actually good for you because they keep your immune system primed.
0: Can can I ask you your your take on the flu shot? Uh, Because the idea is that, or or just inoculations in general, right, or these sort of shots where where we're putting this uh, into our bodies uh, to, 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 I guess, grow more antibodies against it. But what's your feeling on something like that?
1: So answer is absolutely right thing to do. However, a lot of the things can also be done naturally. So in a sense that I'm not gonna tell anyone never to take vaccine, that's just not who I am. Mm -hmm. But I believe, in fact, if when your gut is balanced and your immune system is properly tuned, you get less cold, you get less flu, and Mm -hmm. you get less infectious diseases. And more than that, the chronic diseases, the chronic symptoms we were talking about, Mm -hmm. when your gut is in balance, that means it is not causing inflammation and providing the nutrients, and that can by the way be adjusted through diet as you mentioned but interesting thing is when your gut is in balance your body is at ease you no longer have dis-ease, which is called disease so disease is nothing but <laughs> I like but, how you did that <laughs> how body you put that not being, together yeah. and so my point is uh, is that once we learned that there is no such thing as universal healthy diet so there is no one can say spinach is good for you eat healthy it turns out when we did tens of thousands of people who have now taken the test mm-hmm almost 40% of the people we find is spinach harms them
0: so it's a, a very individual <clears throat> thing A very individual thing so then thing. how is one supposed to know what's good and Aha. bad for them
1: so mm-hmm. that's exactly what we set out to do what if We can look inside your gut and tell you exactly what your organisms are doing. So we got this technology that came out of biodefense work at Los Alamos National Lab. Imagine the problem they were trying to solve was very similar. If a bad actor were to get hold of something biological, how would we know what's making us sick? So they developed this amazing technology that they can now, with any bodily fluid, tell you what organisms exist, how active they are, but most importantly, what they are producing and what's making us sick. So we took that technology and say, okay, now we know inside your gut by touch of your stool, we are able to tell you how much of butyrate you're producing, how much of sulfites you're producing, how much of things that are causing inflammation like LPS you're producing, how much of ammonia, and we say, oh my god, your, your gut does not have enzymes that can detox sulf- uh, uh, oxalic acid, which is spinach. So if hmm. you eat a spinach and you cannot digest oxalic acid, which is high oxalic acid in a spinach, you shouldn't eat it because the best thing that will happen, you'll get a kidney stone, wow. right? Same type of thing. You start to look at the stuff and say, you're producing too much ammonia. Oh my God, you need to cut down on the protein because this ammonia is being produced because you're eating too much protein. So you're on paleo diet, you're on a keto diet. Mm-hmm. It's killing you. You're on a fasting diet, and when you go on a fast, sometimes your microorganisms, you don't feed them, what do they do? They feed themselves. They eat your gut lining. And we see them metabolizing your mucins.
0: But what about people who, you know, it runs in the family, it's genetic, it's in their DNA, and so they're So, they're, they're, they're more prone to get a particular disease. So
1: actually, that is a misnomer. You are born with the same DNA that you die with. Somewhere along the lines, you get sick.
0: You can. But if you have children, Naveen, and you're sharing your DNA with them and your partner, are, is it oh. part of your DNA in that child?
1: So answer is DNA. I just said you and I. We look very different. We share ninety nine point nine percent same DNA. Mm-hmm. In fact, every part of our body, whether it's our hair or our tooth or lung, has identical DNA, same DNA. Why don't we get the hair growing in our mouth and tooth growing up on our head? <laughs> it is the expression of the DNA that is what the key is. So what I'm trying to tell you is, your DNA is like an alphabet. It can write all kinds of stories, and it epigenetically you can modify them to see what is being expressed. So even if, unless you have a rare genetic disease that you're born with, and you know why they call rare genetic diseases? Why? They are rare. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, genetic diseases are extremely rare.
0: But what if somebody <coughs> well I'm just I'm just going to challenge you on this. So uh, women say, "Oh, I have to go for more mammograms" because more frequently I have because because, sure. because breast cancer runs in my family.
1: Yeah. So the answer is if you have certain mutations of certain uh, DNA, it is l- it is higher possibilities, however, doesn't actually make that happen. You can change the genetic expression.
0: So you we, we can change our own destiny. That's
1: my point, our genes are not our destiny. What happens is, you become who you are. 70% of our immune system is along our gut lining. And our immune system is constantly interacting with our gut microbiome. And if you can essentially keep your immune system in balance, remember, we develop cancer every day. <clears throat> Every single day our cells are dividing mm-hmm. we are developing cancer baby bo- is inside the mother is no different than a cancer think about it for a second
0: i don't know i'm not seeing that i'm not connecting those the dots my point is
1: the constantly the body is constantly replicating and changing and dividing the cells our immune system anytime there is cell misformation the immune system kills that cell mm-hmm. In some cases, where immune system is not tuned to a particular cancer, Mm -hmm. suddenly these cells start to divide and they become actually cancerous, right? So in fact, there was very interesting research that came out, the breast cancer, liver cancer and pancreatic cancer is caused by the leaky gut and imbalance of microbiome. So, mm-hmm. in fact, in the pancreatic cancer, the research shows that it actually, the, with the leaky gut, the gut microbiome moves to pancreas, shuts the immune system down, and develops the pancreatic cancer. Wow. In the breast cancer, it was a Mayo Clinic or a Cleveland Clinic published a research. They looked at thousands of women who had breast cancer and they found in their breast cancer tissue they all had the same microbiome, right? So you're starting to see, in fact, there was research that's published in the last couple of months, even the cure for cancer like immunotherapy, whether it is effective or not effective, depends on your gut microbiome. Even the drugs, whether they work or don't work, Mm -hmm. depends on your microbiome. That's the reason you notice that the same drug doesn't work for everyone. Even the most effective drug efficacy rate is about 20 to 25%. What does it really mean? Mm -hmm. That means 75% of the people Mm -hmm. who take your product, it only harms them. And other 25%, it benefits them, but also harms them because what these drugs do is they suppress the symptom. So Alexis, this is my biggest, uh, you know, I would say uh, beef with the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the healthcare system makes money when we are sick. Right. No one makes money when we are healthy. Pharmaceutical companies love chronic diseases. They probably have a button when someone says, I got chronic disease, catching lifetime subscriber. Right. right? Anytime you have autoimmune disease, they don't want to find out what is going on inside your body to cause the autoimmune disease. They say, let's suppress the immune system. So there is no symptom. Well, when you suppress the immune system, don't you think you're going to get other diseases? Oh, yeah, but we got drugs for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens when you, you take... Create dr- other
0: problems. You solve <clears throat> and, one problem to create other problems.
1: And then what happens, they give you drug for those problems, and it creates more problems. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to my age, you're popping more pills than blueberries. And mm-hmm. there's a problem with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then how... I mean, it's fascinating <sighs> stuff that you bring up with your biotech company, Viome how far are we away from this being a reality? I mean, where are you where that, I could go to my doctor's office one day and say, do a check of my gut.
1: You don't have to go to your doctor's office. That's the whole idea. We change the way people look at things. We believe you and I should become the CEO of our own health. We need to be able to take control of our own health. When I started this company, I didn't see, we're gonna create a world when no one is ever sick. You know what we said? imagine living in a world where sickness is optional. That means you get to decide, you get to make a choice whether you want to be sick or not, but we can tell you what is going on and what actions you can take. Mm -hmm. So today when you sign up, you sign up for Wyom, and you send us a little bit of your stool, we analyze everything, two weeks later on your phone, you're going to see things. Here are the foods that you should avoid and why here are the foods that are really good for you and why? Here is what's going on inside your gut and this is what you can do to stop it. Now you have a choice and you can say, you know what? you're telling me the almonds are really bad for me and I know you're telling me why. For me, for example, apple are bad
0: for me, almonds, plum, cucumber, tomatoes, right? Mm. Do you feel any different now that you've taken them out of your diet? Not
1: only do I feel better, not that I needed more energy, I (laughs) feel amazing. Hmm. I lost weight that I didn't even know I needed to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And the fat around my my love handles are disappearing. (laughs) But I tell you what the best part I'm going to share with you. My wife, she thought she works out every day. She's just healthy. She doesn't need this test. Mm-hmm. And I finally convinced her. Spouses are the hardest people to convince. Anybody who's <laughs> married probably knows that. Spouses are the hardest people to convince. She finally took the test and she said, I'm going, I'm going to follow the diet. I said, two weeks, follow the diet. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, she said, Oh my God, I always needed about 15 minutes rest in the afternoon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just don't feel tired anymore. And by the way, all my baby fat melted away. And I said, what baby fat? I never saw it. Good,
0: good answer, <laughs> Naveen, good answer. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what about people, though, who um, so, have these diseases and they, I mean, I know someone who was a marathon runner and, you know, did, everyth- did everything really by mm, the book, if yeah, you will, yeah, yeah. Um, and still has I diabetes? Tell you,
1: i tell you why. By the book meant eating healthy. So we, by the way, had thousands and thousands of people who share their stories with us, right? And again, I just want to be clear here. We don't diagnose any diseases, we don't make a claim of curing any diseases. I'm just simply telling you what happens when you fix the immune system, bring the immune system in balance, fix the leaky gut and get your gut balance. Here is what people are telling us. So if you go to wyomcom slash stories, and these are stories from our people. They're telling us they have had acne for eight years, tried every antibiotics, every dermatologist, it disappeared. Hmm. People who were really, really sick, throwing up diarrhea type of thing, they said they went to every doctor. They told them to start eating healthy. And they were became vegan, and they were eating hmm. spinach and broccoli and corn because they went on a gluten-free diet, everything by the book. It turned out what was making them sick was spinach, broccoli, and corn hmm. and they needed, because they were on a gluten-free diet. And they thought they were eating healthy food like spinach and broccoli, very high oxalic acid causing ammonia.
0: But you're saying it might not be the right thing for you and for your gut.
1: So don't blame the food. Mm. You have to say what is right for me and what is. So food that's good for you may not be good for me. And even the food that's good for me today may not be good for me three months from now. And here's why. Because when you change your diet, Guess what happens? Your ecosystem changes mm-hmm. inside your gut. So things that used to be good are no longer good. So like a seesaw, you balance it, and if you don't stop, it gets imbalanced the other way.
0: Sure, so people can go right now to, to, to Viome and, yeah. and get yeah. a sampling, give yeah. the company a sampling mm-hmm. of their stool and get all this information. That,
1: and more than that, what I find is that the lives we are changing, to me, uh, Alex, I just want to share a story uh, with you. I grew up in India. We were very, very poor. We didn't have food to eat. We didn't have a place to stay. I came to this country with um, $5 in my pocket, didn't to speak the language. And any which way you look at it, God has been very kind to us. In this age in my life, all I'm doing is trying to do everything I can to pay back to the society because people who helped me don't need my help. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to pay forward and doing things that could if successful, could change the lives of billions of people. And every day, I wake up at 4 a.m. and I work 18 hour days, seven days a week, is because of the emails I get every day. There are 10 emails people are saying, thank you for changing my life. You gave me my life back. You gave me my wife back. You gave me my family back, right? People who have had you know, all types of things we call diseases. These were just simply the symptoms. People, one person came to me and say, you know, my toe fungus has been infected for so long. I thought they only, after all antibodies, they told me all I can do is do a surgery. He hmm. said, it's completely gone. They want to show me the before after. I told him I trust you, I don't need to see it. <laughs> a woman came after I spoke at one event. She says, I was weeks from dying. I, mm-hmm. I was caught morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. And they told me the only solution is to do a gastric bypass surgery and your chances of survival are some limited. He said I lost 115 pounds. She went on Dr. Oz show to tell mm-hmm. her story. Mm-hmm and the when you hear the stories of people whose lives are completely changed and they share these stories on Facebook they change the stories tell us all the stories so if you go just look the stories of these people slash stories and it you know sometimes I cry and say oh my god I'm a software person I'm mm-hmm. changing people's <laughs> lives
0: I want to talk a little bit about your background because yeah. you brought up coming uh, yeah. from India yeah. how old were you when you came to the states
1: uh, 23 years old
0: 23 and you have built a fortune and you've you've started many companies and um, You actually had started InfoSpace, for those who remember. Yeah,
1: so actually, as I said, this is my seventh company, and every time I have done a company, it's been a completely different industry. Mm -hmm. So what I really find is that you never want to do one thing and constantly start companies in the same industry because you become incrementalist. So you see I'm doing space. And InfoSpace was the first company that actually realized the power of cell phones the mobile phones. I still remember an interview I did with Leslie Walker at Washington Post in year 2000. That was seven years mm-hmm. before the iPhones came out. Mm-hmm. And this is an interview, how it goes. I say, one day we're gonna have a phone, you'll be able to get your email, contact and calendar and stock quotes and weather, and you'll be able to drive by Starbucks and get a coupon from Starbucks, and I believe you'll be able to use your phone to make the payment instead of credit card. <laughs> and she says, not in my lifetime. Uh I called her seven years later. I said, Leslie, I hope you're alive because happening is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So my point is we started to change the way people looked and people thought I had some crystal ball. It wasn't that. It was just a different way of thinking. In those days, you're too young to remember. We used to have phones, flip phones, uh, you know, the best oh, ones. Uh, thank Motorola. you for thinking
0: I'm too young to remember, but I had a few of those myself. Motorola Star Trek <laughs> phone, remember those? Yes, yes I and do. And then we used
1: to have Palm Some remember those Palm Pilots? Sure, I, yes. Do you remember plugging the pager on your sidebar? I
0: certainly do. Now, and I thought I was very super cool and, and cutting edge.
1: Cutting edge, right? Now imagine, when I say you can have a phone that can have this thing, people are thinking, that two-line screen on a Motorola phone, how would you ever get your email and you're gonna have a star core calendar mm-hmm. and I kept thinking why can't we put phone on the Palm Pilot
0: mm-hmm
1: right? right that that's all I was thinking and people were thinking phone is what you make a phone call with and I'm thinking that could be a phone you make a phone call with with the Palm Pilot and I that's my say one day you're gonna have a Palm Pilot as a phone which is really became an iPhone really.
0: right exactly <laughs> you might have given them an idea no. <laughs> no but my point is this is the way you have to always is the
1: mindset the mindset of what is possible. So the book Moonshots is really about how do you think about a problem? How do you change your mindset from scarcity to abundance? And there's one more concept that I always want people to think about. The only reason we value things, Alex, is because we believe they're scarce. Once things become abundant, we actually don't value them. That's right. But people, you know what people say? human beings are greedy. It doesn't matter how much we have. We want more and more and will always have value for it until you remind them about air. Mm. And you say, how is it that 70,000 of humans can sit in a stadium and never slap the person next to them and say, you're breathing my air. It's my (laughs) air. You need to pay for it. Why Mm. is it? Because we inherently believe the air is abundant. Oxygen is in Abundant on this planet and everyone can have enough of it and we don't have to value is free is democratized Mm -hmm. and is demonetized Now imagine what if the energy was the next year? Think about it every 90 minutes more solar energy falls on planet Earth than we use in a whole year Mm -hmm. Simply a matter of conversion and once we can find that conversion what will happen? It will become free democratized and demonetized and when you have a free energy you have free, clean water, because even the dirtiest water in Africa, Mm. you can distill it. Suddenly you start to get all the waterborne diseases go away. Imagine if you can adjust the soil of the microbiome, soil of the seed, and you have plenty of energy, suddenly you might have abundance of food. So imagine a world where you have abundance of food, abundance of water, abundance of energy, and, And amazing health care that keeps, essentially, you healthy as long as you want. What if aging is yet another chronic disease that can be solved?
0: Oh, now you're talking about the
1: fountain of youth. But no, I'm not talking about that. I'm simply talking about aging. Why do we have to age? At the end of the day, there's absolutely no reason that body has to age. It is simply the destruction of the cells and the nutrients in the body. Mm -hmm. But now imagine if you could take our own stem cells, constantly repair and regrow your own organs. And interesting thing, one more part that I think is going to be, I'm gonna make a prediction just for the first time here. I believe in addition to microbiome, we're gonna learn our mitochondria which is, by the way, so people realize, it's another ancient bacteria captured inside the human cell. Mm -hmm. And inside our human cell, there's some DNA from our mom and dad, and a DNA of mitochondria that only comes from bacteria that actually is passed from mom, just to be clear. Mm -hmm. And babies get the first dose of microbiome going through the birth canal. So interesting thing is, as baby is born, it is essentially being passed all the microbiome through the birth canal. And when you do a C-section, I mean, I'm saying some C-sections are absolutely necessary. There is no right. doubt about it. But when people do that for convenience, they're depriving that baby of the natural microbiome that the body gets. And these, uh, you know, one of our kids, unfortunately, had to be born through C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, our youngest one who was born through C-section always have allergies and eczemas and all these things that mm-hmm. other kids don't have. Right? Mm-hmm. So the point is there is so much we are learning about microbiome and we find now that we did a study and there was a study published of thousands of people where they looked at the 90-year-old and just by looking at the microbiome, they were able to predict which 90-year-olds were healthy and which were sick,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just by looking at their poop. right? Because the microbiome contains all information. So for example, one of the couple of things that we found really fascinating, the people who are vegetarian, their microbiome changes to convert carbohydrates into branch-chain amino acids, precursor to protein. And we always wondered since we are vegetarian, are our kids getting enough protein? And we didn't realize that microbiome actually changed. We see people who are, you know, come from China, their microbiome is able to detoxify MSG. Yeah, and they live fine. There you go.
0: and and it's not it's not so good for people outside of there. That's right. Yeah, right. I mean the, the the human body is definitely fascinating. I think you're taking on some very honorable goals, uh, curing curing uh, chronic chronic illness and and taking us to the moon. Uh, thanks so much, Naveen John, for joining us on this podcast again. The name of the book: Moonshots, Creating a World of Abundance. And you certainly are trying. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. Be sure to rate, review and share this podcast and remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.